Father, I thank you for giving me the tongue of the learned, that I may know how to speak a word in season to them that are weary, and that my speech and my teaching and preaching is not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but with demonstration and manifestation of the spirit and of power. Therefore, Lord, I commit to give you alone all the praise and the glory and the honor for what will take place today and also in the many days to come. In the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's wonderful people said, Amen. If you would, open your Bible to St. John chapter 16. And we're going to continue our study on living from the inside out. See, this teaching is about the Holy Spirit and his role in our life and how we to allow him to work on the inside so God can accomplish things in our life on the outside. He's not talking about when I say the outside, this body. Yeah, we want to make it whole and healed and live longer. I get that piece. And God has something for you on that piece. But how we live our life and what we do with our life is important. And the quality of our life and how we reflect God from the inside out is huge. Allowing the Holy Spirit to play some very specific roles, we'll get into more detail today. Let's read St. John chapter 16 and verse 13. It says, however, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. Notice he will guide you. And he's a spirit of truth, not a spirit of a lie. He's reliable, my friend. He's a spirit of truth. And he will guide you into all truth. That's his character, but that's his assignment, and that's his role in our lives. He goes on. For he, speaking of the Holy Spirit, would not speak on his own authority. This is important because we're going to see and read in a moment that he only speaks what he hears and instructions from Jesus, the head of the church. So that means it's coming straight from God to the Son, to, through the Holy Spirit, to us. Now why is, you say I should talk about that? Because too often Christians don't have a better understanding of who the Holy Spirit is and his role, and we discount the Holy Spirit. When we discount, eh, I, I love God. I believe in Jesus. Holy Spirit, I'm not sure. You are discounting the Holy Spirit. And when you do that, you are discounting the authority of God in your life. When we don't learn and, and how to embrace and allow the Holy Spirit to play a more the design role in our life as believers, we're hindering and limiting what God wants to do in our lives. In fact, I'm sure it grieves the Holy Spirit and it grieves God. Can you imagine being on a cruise? And you have, a, oftentimes, you have a waiter or waitress assigned to you in your table. And you never want to order anything. Now, nah, that's okay. You want to read a book. Or you don't t you take your time about, eh, I think I may do this, I think I may do that. You frustrate your waiter or waitress. In fact, the Bible says we should not frustrate the Spirit of God. Yeah, the grace of God. And so I want to help you because when we don't understand the Holy Spirit, even study further and go deeper, his role, and don't allow him to do his part in our life, we limit God, my friend. And that's one reason why God's not able to do more in our lives. And when we pray, we pray, how kind of prayers? We ask God for this, ask God for that. But because we're not tapping into the help of the Holy Spirit, we have limited results. 
God has an answer to those concerns in your life. Read it again. However, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, notice he hears, he will speak. If he speaks, he has a voice. If he has a voice, he can be heard. Whatever he will speak, he will tell you things to come. Wow. Tell us things to come. That's huge. That means guidance, decisions, and what you should do with your life. All that is about telling us things to come. When you have insight into the next steps of your life, who to do business with, what schools to go to, what job to take, okay, what promotion to accept, all that is the work of the Holy Spirit to give you insight and guidance into the true, what God, true thing God wants to do in your life. This is huge. Otherwise, we think it's a nice job, nice opportunity, but it may not be the best for you and your family. For example, a person gets promoted, but now the job requires a lot of travel. Your spouse uh, is there to support her, but you have small children, and then you realize the travel now is more than what you anticipated. And guess what? Now your marriage zone is having problems. Maybe your husband left you or your wife left you because it's just you're not sensitive to the needs and you're just gone all the time and, and that kind of thing. Don't you think God knew that would happen? Yeah. He paid more money for a little while until you either did not perform well or you lost your marriage and just turmoil. You say, God, I thought you blessed me with the job, but you didn't take the guidance on the promotion. Yeah. Or even talk about how can I not work too often or come home on every other weekend and all those kind of benefits. You got to think about how the Holy Spirit will be guiding you, even in taking a promotion. Yeah. Yes. He has a very important role, and he speaks to us, and he will guide us. Next verse, verse 14. It says, he will glorify me. This is Jesus speaking in red letter. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine, meaning received from Jesus, and declare it to you. That means me and you. Okay? Wow. He's receiving instructions from Jesus. He's the head of the church. But Jesus is submitted to the Father God, so here the Holy Spirit has instructions, and if we don't know how to tap into his instructions and his guidance, we miss out on a great part of our life being successful. And oftentimes the work we accomplish, things we accomplish, is done on our own strength, and oftentimes it's harder, and oftentimes there's regrets. We have stuff, we don't have the peace. Yeah. Our life is not to work at a level where it's so burdensome. Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. If you're not living an easy and light life, check out if you're tapping into the help of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is the lead communicator of the Godhead to believers. When I say the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the lead communicator. We just saw that in Scripture, what Jesus said. He receives from, he don't talk on his own authority. He don't just do what he wants to do, Holy Spirit. He hears from Jesus, and Jesus gives him instructions that he gets from the Father. Jesus talks a lot about, especially when he, on his earthly ministry, you see in the four Gospels, I only do what the Father showed me or tells me. Wow. He's on assignment. 
That's another area you can talk about later about just walking in authority and following instructions. It's huge if you want God's blessing in your life. So we can rely upon the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the chief or lead communicator. It'd be like me as pastor or bishop, and I ask someone to, uh, you ask the question of me, and uh, something you need, and I said, okay, I'll have one of my assistants go do that and deliver it. I want a bishop to come. I don't know. I don't want to talk to you. I wanted him to come. I just couldn't make it or decided I didn't want. I decided that I, I best my assistant may do it. They're closer, okay? But you wanted to talk to me. I get it. So you basically don't let a man, you insist on talking to, to Bishop Ed, and that's the problem. Because you don't honor the person who was capable, had what you needed, to, uh, what you needed from me, and yet you would not receive it because you didn't like them. They're a little different. You know, he's too tall, too short, whatever. People do that to the Holy Spirit all the time. This tongue-talking stuff, he's kind of weird, and you are rejecting God. Yes. When you reject the ministry of the Holy Spirit in his present-day application here, how we should live our life, we are rejecting Jesus and rejecting our Father God. And we wonder why, as Christians, it is tough. Are we embracing fully, even those of us who speak in tongues? We'll talk about a bit later about how to tap in even deeper in our walk with the Holy Spirit and get the best that God has for us for our lives. God's thoughts toward us are good, not evil, to give us our expected end. God has an end for you. He wants to bring it into your life, but he cannot if we don't flow with the ministry and the role of the Holy Spirit. Just go on. You see, prayer is limited. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, prayer is limited. Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> prayer is limited without hearing God speak back to us. Let that settle in. Prayer is limited without hearing God speak back to us. I'll say it one more time. Prayer is limited. Yes, limited. Without hearing God speak back to us. We ask God, he gives us instructions, and then, but if we don't hear his instructions, we just wanted to talk to God, let God kind of do it on his own without us. No, the Bible says we are workers together with God. So when we pray, God responds, and oftentimes that response involves us to do something. That's where the guidance, that's where hearing the Holy Spirit speak to us, because that's instructions on the next steps, the who's the where's, and with whom, and how. All that is part of the instructions of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes he may say, don't say nothing. Shut your mouth. <laughs> just, just, just don't say nothing. Hold your tongue. But hold your tongue. Yeah. And you realize later it turned out for your favor. Some things you shouldn't even talk about right now. Shouldn't discuss. I experienced things like that in my own life in ministry and life and working with people is powerful. How I'm thinking about, the Spirit of God says, don't call them. Wait. Wait till the next day. And when I waited until the next day, it, it meant everything. It meant everything. Just 24 hours. <laughs> wow. It meant everything. And how well things would, have, would work out. If I would have went ahead, I would have got ahead of myself and I would have messed things up and it wouldn't have turned out well to my favor. 
Yeah. And all that is how the Holy Spirit would speak to our hearts, prompt us, get a witness, or he just says, no, no. It may not be a big shout, no! It's just a still, small voice. Just don't say nothing. And I'll just be quiet. Don't try to rationalize it. Why? How can I can't, I'm ready to do it now. Don't even go there. You're being led by the Spirit of God. He knows things you do not know. You got to trust him. See, walking by faith, oftentimes by walking by faith, by what you pray for, we're going to do this, but walking by faith to trust the Holy Spirit when he talks to you. That's huge. That still small voice. Walk by faith and trusting the voice of the Holy Spirit. And, he, and it's all this is done from the inside and you act it out. Yeah, talking about living from the inside out. So prayer is limited without hearing God speak back to us. The Holy Spirit's role is to speak and reveal the plans and direction we should move in. Yeah. Look at Luke chapter 11. Get a little more detail about the Holy Spirit. Jesus is talking again. Verse 9. He says, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock. <laughs> And it will be open to you. Ask. You, you, you get it. It's been given to you. Where is it? It's on its way. about to manifest. Just accept it. You got it now. So when you ask, you got to believe you got it. When you shop at maybe Walmart or maybe uh, Amazon, some online company, and uh, the order was done, confirmed, you got your confirmation number, took your credit card, you're good. You tell everybody, it's, I got it. I got the special price. I got the color I wanted. I got it. Now, you don't have it in your hand. You don't have it in your house. But you got it. And you talk like you got it. So you ask. It shall be given to you. Then it says, seek. And you shall find. Knock. And it will be open to you. Let's go on further. Verse 10. For everyone who asks, receives. That's important. Well, I've asked. I didn't get. Well, no, you got to look at the context of the scripture. You got to ask in faith. You got to ask expecting. And if you really ask, you really want it and you expect it, you receive. It's the doubter that don't receive. It's the one that questions it that, that don't receive. But if you ask in faith, you receive. And he who seeks finds. Oh, I love it. And to him who knocks it will be open. Now, some years ago, God began to speak to me about this passage. And too often, Christians stop at just asking. They don't get into the seeking and or in the knocking. But the Spirit of God began to reveal. That's part of his role. He teaches. He guides. He teaches and reveals truth. Well, it's kind of interesting. The word ask is spelled A-S-K. Well, when you, this is the first word in ask is, is A. Seek, first letter in seek is S. The first letter in knock is K. So the first letter in ask is A. First letter in seek is S. And the first letter in knock is K. Well, first letters of all three words is ask. You're not fully asking if you don't seek and also knock. Yeah. Because too often we take the kind of passive approach 
to walking with God and with the Holy Spirit. We ask and we expect God just to do it. No, now he's going to speak to you, speak back to you. And, you, and then, and then he's going to lead you and guide you to do some investigation, to seek, seek out information. And you may go on online, you may talk to people, you may even go back to God and ask him some follow-up questions about this or that. How should I do it, Lord? I know I want to go over here and buy this house, but should I, should I do this? Or should I get money out of my, out of my account over here? Or, or where should I go? You're seeking for further clarity and better understanding as you move forward because you're still getting, you want your, what you ask for to happen. And then the knocking. The knocking is huge. What does that mean? You have to get permission to enter a space that you don't have a right or authority to operate in, like an office or a home or business. Yeah. See, there are people oftentimes that God would have us to connect with that may be the person that can open the door and help us. Or they may give us further instructions, but you got to be willing to not just ask and sit by the dock of the bay waiting for your ship to come in. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that a song? Well, anyway. <laughs> yeah, just sitting by the dock of the bay. Wasting time. No. You ask, then you seek. And even the seeking is getting further clarity by talking to God. And then thirdly, when he speaks to you, go here, call this person, follow up here, you knock. You need to get access, get permission, make an appointment. Yeah. Why? The Bible keeps telling us in 1 Corinthians 3, we are workers together with God. Yeah. So we're working together on his cadence, his pace, and the Holy Spirit is the principal and chief leader and communicator. And we, so we got to be, if you would, inside-minded. What is God saying into my heart? What is he speaking to me? And he speaks, and many of you know that, but I want to encourage you to sharpen, if you would, your sensitivity to listen to the Holy Spirit and then follow his instructions. But he's not finished. Let's go on further. Verse 11, Jesus is speaking again. If a son asks for bread from any of you, a father among you, will he give him a stone? No, I won't do that. He got the answer to that as well. Or... If he asks for fish, would you give your son a serpent instead of a fish? No. Come on, I won't do that. Verse 13. If you then, being evil or a natural person, know how to give good gifts to your children, yeah, you get it. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who, notice the phrase, ask him. So the whole context here, it ends up with you asking for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Why? Because he helps you in the asking and the seeking in the knocking process. Not just sitting on, a, on your chair. I asked God, but I haven't heard nothing. I don't know what to do. Yeah. If you haven't heard nothing, ask God. I haven't heard nothing. What's what I need to do? And he'll tell you. You're seeking, seeking for clarity. Don't sit on the bus stop for five days and wonder why the bus don't come. <laughs> Ask somebody, has the route changed? 
oh yeah, they, they, don't, come, they don't stop here no more. They should, the sign's still there, but they don't stop here no more. They're going another street, two streets over. All you had to ask five days ago about that. Yeah. See, that's the work. You're working with God. You're, but see, you have to want to find out the answers. You want, it's a, living our life with the Lord, he's speaking to us, he's working to us, but he's taking us to a better place. With all this, without all this toil and confusion and delays and disappointments. Yeah, we got to embrace him and allow him to work big inside of us. You see, God expects us to ask for the Holy Spirit so he can fill us, fill, fill in our knowledge gaps. We're going to talk about that in a moment. We talked about it last time. I'm going to review it again. God instructs us to ask for the Holy Spirit. We just talked about that and saw that in, in Luke. How much more shall your Heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit who them who ask him? Yeah, there are examples when people just begin to hunger and thirst after righteousness. They get full, full of the Holy Spirit, praising God. Oh, Lord, Lord, I love you. You're everything to me, and they end up being filled. Happens often. But you can ask for it, too. Yeah. Lord, I want more. I want the Holy Spirit, and he, he'll come into your life. Now, give me an opportunity today to receive the Holy Spirit. You can ask today. Yes. And he wants to fill in your knowledge gaps. Go to Romans chapter 8. Now, we spoke about that before, but I want to review it again. It says, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. And we have some. And the biggest weakness we have in our lives is we don't know what we should know. First of all, we don't know everything, right? We, we admit to that. But also, we don't know the things we need to know, even though to ask for. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I want a house like that. This sounds reasonable. But God has a plan for you to be in a house like this. <laughs> yeah. I want to live in that community. Sounds reasonable. But God has a, has a part of his plan for you to live in that neighborhood or that city over there. I want to work in this profession. Sounds reasonable. But for your life and God's ultimate best plan for your life is a profession over here. We think we know what to ask God for. It's limited based on our own exposures, our own knowledge. There have been people that have gone to college and realized, I don't want to do this. I don't even like it. I thought I did, but I don't want to do this anymore. And they spent four years and a lot of money getting a degree for something they realized it wasn't a good fit. It was popular, made good money, but they realized I would not be happy. I was watching a program on Netflix and it was about, you know, how people live and more simple lives. And one guy had got promoted, making a lot of money in the investment area. And the day he got promoted, he quit his job because he really wasn't happy. People do that. That doesn't have to happen if they tap into the help of the Holy Spirit. And it's happening with Christians. We're not tapping into the help and understand. There's some knowledge gaps. So here in Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit, speaking of the Holy Spirit, helps us in our weaknesses. What is that? For we do not know. That's the weakness. We do not know what to pray for as we are or as we should. If, in a perfect world, you know what to ask for. Guess what? We don't live in a perfect world. We live in this body, influenced by all kinds of stuff. We start liking stuff which is popular, make money or a better opportunity for our kids or what have you. And God says, I got a different route for you. 
because it's bigger than us. See, life is not about just pleasing what we want in our lives. It's about God's purpose. And when we begin to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us, he'll guide us, and we'll be happy on the road that God has for us. And there may be some challenges there, but you end up well. You overcome because you're following ultimately the direction and the pathway that God has for your life. So you may run into some challenges, but we're called world overcomers. I don't mind a fight as long as I win. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't mind a fight as long as I win. Well, if you're in the wrong place, you may lose some fights and get beat up and wish you weren't there. And that's what happens too often with Christians is not tapping into the help of the Holy Spirit. Let's go on further. Verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself, notice he's a him, he's a person, he's not an it, he's not a thing. This is huge. How you refer and how you view the Holy Spirit is important. But Jesus, I love him, he's a person, God the Father, yes. Holy Spirit, eh. no, no, he's a person, him. And, by the way, he can be grieved. He can be grieved. Bible says, grieve not the Holy Spirit. He can be saddened. Why would he be sad? Because you're not getting the help you need. And he's sent to help you. He can be grieved. Like parents can be grieved with their children. They train them in the ways of God, give them a good education, and they decide to walk away and just live on the street, just travel around and, you know, and just, you know, get, you know, jobs that don't pay a lot of money, and they sleep on people's couches, and they backpack, and, you know, that's nice for a little while, but not all your life. And you got a family, too. The Holy Spirit is grieved. Plus, that's all about them. What about your purpose in life? To help other people fulfill God's purpose. So the Holy Spirit gets grieved, and we've got to be sensitive to not grieving him, the person. It says here, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Wow, he intercedes. What is he talking about? He's talking about that he's standing in the gap. He's, he's, he's aggressively uh, moving forward on your behalf. That's an intercessor. Yes, he's praying. We'll talk about that in a moment. But part of the, but he's praying really is about, is about helping you and doing things that you cannot do as well. So he'll do it for you and he'll get it done. Wow. They intercede. They come on your behalf and help you. That's the intercessor. It's not just one to praise. They pray. That's part of it. But the ultimate goal is to stand in the gap and help you fill in the gaps in your life. And principally, in our case, he's talking about knowledge gaps. There's things we just don't know to pray for. If we knew to pray for it, we wouldn't have need the help of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, get this. If I knew what I ought to be praying about at any point in time, I wouldn't need the help of the Holy Spirit. That's why tongues are important. Those groanings which cannot be uttered. Those groanings. Yeah, groanings. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's coming out in this strange language, language we call, the Bible talks about other tongues. But also, it's the, it's the pressing in. It's the effort. Because he's searching the multifaceted, faceted, deep things of God. And that's what it says here. It says, making, interceding, uh, groanings for the, for, uh, let me just read it again. Verse 26. 
Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Wow. Well, if it's too deep for words, how do you, how do you deal with it? It's beyond you. You know, there's communication right now electronically. We use it with our phones. That's, it's too deep for words. Oh, you get this today. Too deep for words as we know it. Electronic communication. The bits and bytes. Signals. Impulses. Electrical impulses. Too deep for words. Now, we've accustomed to it. We see the benefit of it. Guess what? You start tapping into the Holy Spirit line, pray through you in other tongues, you'll be comfortable because you're getting the results. And it's, it's okay that it's too deep for words that I know. Yes, 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 yes. The electronics, the satellite communication, too deep for words. But the value and the benefit that we get, it's okay. It's okay that I don't understand it. All I do is turn on my phone and the Wi-Fi, and it works. It's too deep for words. Yes. Don't let your mind get in the way of God. Just trust the Bible and walk in it, and you start living a life and be a blessing to more people. Let's go on. Verse 27. And he, speaking of the Holy Spirit, who searches the hearts, knows what is the mind of the Spirit. Because the Spirit intercedes. There he goes, intercedes for the saints. Notice, according to the will of God. Wow. Wow. So this is so huge. So he's praying through us on our behalf, Holy Spirit is when you pray in tongues, to the Father God about things that's need, needed for us, things we should be praying about, but we don't think about or know to pray about. Yeah. Yes. That's huge. That's an advantage I love. And God has given it to every believer. Verse 28. Note verse 27 again. It says, and he who searches the hearts knows what is in the mind of the spirit. So the first verse was, we do not know what to pray for as we ought. The second verse, 27, he knows what to pray because he's tapped into the Father and working on his assignment. And verse 28, and we know. <laughs> and we know. First, I don't know. But he, Holy Spirit, knows he's in me, and I'm letting him work in me when I pray in tongues. He's responding to the Father God, and guess what? Yes, now I know. Verse 28, and we know that for those who love God, you love God? This is for you. All things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose, even, even for generations yet to come. You see, sometimes when we think about we have confidence, it's going to happen. Well, it didn't really happen like I thought. Wait a minute. Could it be the answer is probably after you're dead? Could it be that if some of it will be take place for generations to come? Yes. See, God thinks multi-generational, my friend. You know, the vision I have for this God gave me for this church is huge, very international. And we're doing a, a good piece of that right now. But nothing that I saw yet has we got there yet. And we've done a, a lot of good. But now with my son Joshua, Dr. Josh, taking a whole other level of ministry, I see under his leadership, 
it will accomplish that. I'm still helping, being a part, but, but here he'll take more leadership and take it further than me. And yet, it's the vision God gave me. <laughs> yeah, he has his own flavor and his own way of doing things, but it's the same vision. It's the heavenly vision from God, and it's biblical. Why not flow with it? Let God continue it. Now, if I get mad, well, I want to do that all in my lifetime, and when I, when I was a pastor, you don't get it. But I know. So when we start to understand how God does things, we'll, we, we'll understand and be at peace that God is working when we don't see him working in our lives. We read it earlier, when you ask, you receive. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. That's why it's good to live long, believe God for a long life, to begin to experience more of that, what God has for you. Yeah, it's gone. About to finish up here. If we rely only, if we rely only on what we know to ask for, hmm, we fall short of what the Holy Spirit can bring about in our lives, in our families, and in the world around us. If we just rely only to pray about what we can know. Yeah. The Holy Spirit fill in the knowledge gaps. The work of the Holy Spirit is essential. Yeah, essential to living out the plans and possibilities of God in the earth. So it's not just about us. It's about what God wants to do in the earth. That's why exposing our children to various parts of this country and various parts of the world and think globally, think internationally. Not just take vacations, but think about, be open. Maybe I should live in another country. We have young people in our church that, are, that, live, in other, that live in other countries now. It's powerful. Some are, in, some are in China. They teach English. They love it there. They're in Dubai. They're all over the world. And because I believe the spirit on this church, giving birth to visions and dreams and God's purpose, young people are beginning to realize, I don't have to do it in L.A. only. Yeah, 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 yeah. God is up to something, my friend. But if we only rely on how we think with our limited knowledge at this time, and the world may change, it's probably change again, like it's going to change it now, and you're not thinking like that, but God is. And he's already want to work through you, by, through the Holy Spirit. A couple key things before we close out. Insights about the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues. One is that tongues has an interpretation. That's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So you can be encouraged, or even if you don't ask specifically, God give me an interpretation, you could do that, by the way. But oftentimes, it happens on its own. What I began to realize that even in my personal prayer time, prayer life, I'll pray in tongues, and then the Holy Spirit, Spirit give me an understanding of what I'm praying about or the answer to what I'm praying about. Yeah. Yeah, it's powerful. So you sit there, you talk to God. You don't want to talk to God and, and don't stop listening. Be, be still and let him talk back to you. And he'll talk back to you through the Holy Spirit. He speaks what he hears. Yeah, and it's truth. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's powerful. So the interpretation of what you were praying about, because you don't know what you're praying about because you're speaking in other tongues, a heavenly language. And also, you want to receive guidance and wisdom. That word wisdom, one of the words of wisdom in the Greek is the word Sophia, Greek word Sophia. 
It means insight into the true nature of things, the true nature of things. See, you want to be able to discern character of people, not be suspicious and all that. When the Holy Spirit reveals, you accept it. I can trust them. You're a good person. Something about that person, I don't know. But Spirit says, back off, be slow. Pretty soon you realize that's a snake. Okay. Normally what's in the dark comes out in the light. Don't sign no contract yet. Don't get too close. You know, go to the meeting, but just be sensitive and let, let, let it reveal what it's really about. And you ask God to reveal what's really about, guess what? It comes out, what's in the dark comes out in the open. You got your answer right there. Yeah. It's the wisdom of God. That's the role of the Holy Spirit. So when you're speaking, taking time speaking in tongues, you're, you're not only speaking to God, or Holy Spirit speaking to God on your behalf, but also you're building up your human spirit, strengthening your human spirit to be more attentive and hear God speak to you back. Yeah, that's a big piece. God is speaking to all of us all the time, but are we hearing him? Yeah. Now, we have routines. I like routines. You know, I go work out and walk and exercise and so forth. I put headphones on. I have worship songs. But even that, at times, I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to just listen to God. Pray in tongues, listen to God. I love it. And God starts showing me. In fact, a lot of times when I'm walking around and just casual and relaxing and getting exercise, and I'm out in the park or at the beach, and I'm praying in tongues, God's talking to me. See, I'm interpreting. Yeah, getting the interpretation of that tongue I've been speaking about. And I've I got to write it down. If I have my phone, I take, take, take a moment and put some notes in there. Why? You need to expect that. That's part of the guidance. From the inside out. Yeah. And the final one is that during your prayer time, or the answer may come during your prayer time or later, and sometimes many years later. That's why patience is important. To trust God. Don't get bent out of shape. Kind of four, three of only, only one of the things that you asked for did not happen, hasn't happened yet. That's important because you start talking death over it. Oh, I guess that's not going to never happen for me. No, trust God. You got the, you got the four out of five. Went on the fifth, the fifth one. God may do it differently. Yes. So I want to encourage you about a helpful resource that we'll provide for you in my book, The Power of Praying in Tongues. I wrote it years ago, but I'm reissuing it, and I want to encourage you that it is powerful. It gives answers, basic questions about the Holy Spirit, the why, and the how, even much more deeper than what I share with you today. So that's a resource you can tap into. Today, you can begin to close the knowledge gap in your life. Today, you can begin to do that. Close the knowledge gap in your life. And first is to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior.